you'll notice that this is not Dr. Stephanie. <laughs> this is Albert Picon. And thank you for such short notice uh, coming in and rescuing us. I really appreciate you blessing us this morning. Dr. Stephanie is in San Antonio right now with uh, a fever and feeling icky. And she called yesterday to let us know that she couldn't come. And so Liz, uh, on her vacation, has been covering the bases. And so we are the better for it. Thanks again. Thank you very much. I want to direct your attention to a couple of things in, um, well, it's not really in the announcements, but out on in the narthex there on the table are some important things. We have the offering envelopes out there. If you've not picked it up, please do. We have uh, our calendars out there. And there was something else that was important. I can't remember what it was, but go by and look at the table and see if you can figure out what's important. Is that a challenge? How about that? Okay. Well, at this time, let us stand. And our opening hymn this morning is Angels from the Realms of Glory on page 50 of our book. We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbor as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, 
And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace of the whole world for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy, help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the most high, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. <laughs> Y'all did good. <laughs> the Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, our maker and redeemer, you wonderfully created us, and in the incarnation of your Son, yet more wondrously restored our human nature. Grant that we may ever be alive in him, who made himself to be like us, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. And I am not Kathy Callahan. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from Exodus, chapter 13, verses 1 through 3a, and then verses 11 through 15. And this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 106. Exodus 13, beginning with the first verse. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me every firstborn male, the first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belongs to me, whether human or animal. Then Moses said to the people, Commemorate this day, the day you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord brought you out of it with a mighty hand. After the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and gives it to you, as he promised on oath to you and your ancestors, you are to give over to the Lord the first offspring of every womb. All the firstborn males of your livestock belong to the Lord. Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey, but if you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. In days to come when your son asks you, what does this mean? Say to him, with a mighty hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed the firstborn of both people and animals in Egypt. This is why I sacrificed to the Lord the first male offspring of every womb and redeem each of my firstborn sons. The second reading is Psalm 111, and we will read Psalm 111 responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. 
To him belongs eternal praise. The epistle this morning is, Paul's, is from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 17, and this can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1834. Colossians 3, beginning with the 12th verse. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel reading this morning does come from St. Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1591. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, for the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying this, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of 
all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your soul as well. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. A little story for you. Why not? When I was a child, I remember that I was not nearly as excited about the clothes that I got for Christmas time as I was the other stuff. Anyone relate to that? Or, yeah, I'm not the only one good. I can remember um, that <laughs> some of my friends would ask, what'd you get? And I go, I got clothes. Now, if you ask me, I'd say, I got clothes. <laughs> In fact, let me tell you about a Levi product that's out there right now. I think it's called 595, something like that. I don't know if that has to do with the, the, uh, the belt size or not, but uh, they're stretchy. Oh, man. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. How do you decide what you're going to wear in the morning? You can go through your closet. For college kids, maybe they go through the, look for the cleanest of the dirty. Shameful, Dad. But it's an important decision that we make, you know, in our clothes to a lot of people um, are, are uh, they say who they are. They 
they, they, some people look at uh, putting, you know, things together from a, a stylistic point, colors matching uh, to what's the trend and the fashion trend right now. Uh, some people are conscious of, uh, of labels. I remember, uh, I, I wasn't, <laughs> but I remember some of the jackets uh, that came out. What were some of those, the names? Guess, I guess, or some of the uh, different, you know, they had a label on that jacket, and that was like the be-all, end-all. I know ladies have purses that way. Dooney Bork, right? Maybe that's far along, far away ago, but, you know, different purses. And, and, and so what you wear, some people say, tells everybody who you are. Hold on to that thought for a little bit, you know. Um, if you remember what we talked about a little earlier uh, in the last few weeks, what you wear tells people of what you are. Anyone remember that guy that was baptizing everybody in a baptism of repentance? What was his name? Uh, John the Baptist. Wore a leather belt and camel hair. Right? And Jesus even said, what did you go out to see when you saw, went to go hear him speak? Somebody in fine clothes? No. But the one thing that he was clothed in, and that is he was clothed in the Holy Spirit. He was clothed in the promise of the coming Christ. Paul tells us today in his letter to the Colossians about what we should be clothed in. He says that as a church that we should clothe ourselves with kindness. And I see that in here in this church. In fact, from my office this morning, I could hear in the kitchen the voices of many coming together and laughing and preparing the coffee and the treats that we will enjoy in kindness. Sounded like a family reunion. He says that we are to be clothed in gentleness. I heard gentleness in there. And I look out across this room here, the sanctuary this morning, and I see kindness and gentleness in my interactions with each one of you. Patience. Now, I know you're patient because I'm still your pastor. I know you're patient because I see you exercise patience with each other. You're clothed just the way you're supposed to be. And lastly, Paul says, the cherry on top, he didn't say that, but together, everything put together with love, by putting on love, and it brings us all together. That's what he is asking us to do. I like that. I think that's a, that's a good marching order or a recipe. What must I do if we want something that we should do? Although that's not my job from this pulpit is to tell you what to do. 
My job from this pulpit is to proclaim to you Christ and him crucified. My job here is to point out the law. And so in our readings this morning, our first reading was talking about the firstborn son and the firstborn male going all the way back, all the way back to Exodus. Did you catch that? If, if it's not consecrated, snap its neck. Ooh. God is a righteous God, and God requires that his rule, his law be met, period. God doesn't say, eh, that's okay. Close enough. God demands obedience. God demands perfection, period. That's quite a list that Ken read from Exodus of the things that we need to do. I kidded you before how sacrifices in church way back when were messy and it took a long time. And you may think I go long in my, in my uh, sermons here, which are some people have told me are more like a hostage situation than a sermon. But the fact of the matter is, this is a lot shorter than it used to be. Because God's righteousness was met. We see righteousness, we see obedience in action in our gospel this morning. First we hear and visualize Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus going to the temple as they were told to do. Obedience, inaction. And then we see a character that is obedience, inaction. The Holy Spirit is on this man, Simeon, and he's <laughs> ready to go home. But he's hanging on, being obedient. Day after day after day, he is in that temple and he is pra praising God. He is in prayer. And oh my gosh, here's baby Jesus. Obedience has some rewards, does it not? Does it not? One obedience that has a reward for me is if I'm driving the speed limit, I don't have to look in the rearview mirror. Right? This man, Simeon, is obeying God and ta-da, here's Jesus. Oh, and the beautiful things that he has to say as he is led by the Spirit to speak these prophetic words. What a day Mary and Joseph had. Can you imagine that at the christening of your baby? What a day. And finally, we receive from the prophet Anna. She speaks to them. She, again, is obedience in action. You may not have noticed it, but in Colossians, Paul's given more law. He's telling you how to be dressed. And did any of you, like, maybe kind of snicker a little bit 
when you heard me say that we are and I see and you are patient? Always? No, I'm not. Are you gentle? Always? Mm. How about kind? Always? Compassionate? Always? How do we do this, Pastor Ken? I started off feeling pretty good. You made me chuckle about stretchy pants. Now I'm feeling a little bit like, what am I going to do? I can't even be kind and gentle. You just told me. I did, didn't I? You can't on your own. However, that same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That same Holy Spirit that came upon Simeon and said, hang on, because you will, your eyes will see the Messiah. Through your baptism, through this water, through the faith that you had, even if you were a little baby when you were baptized, you had faith. Faith is a gift by the Holy Spirit. Through this baptism, what Christ did on that cross, you can and you are kind and gentle and humble and patient and able to love. Not perfectly, but in God's eyes, he sees it as a son, clothed in your son. Not clothed in a gas jacket or... I'm sorry, I can't even think of, the, the, of the, the fancy names of the jackets that are out there, but that doesn't matter to God. What he sees when he looks at you, his beloved son, his beloved daughter, is I see my son. I see my son clothing you. I see perfection. I see that my law has been fulfilled. And so it's not that we have to gather together in the kitchen and make coffee or gather together in this sanctuary. We don't have to. We get to. And we are powered by that Holy Spirit. That no matter how we felt on the way in here, maybe we didn't feel like coming. But we came anyway. But we are refreshed. We are refreshed by the fact that we have confessed, that we have been given absolution. We are refreshed and will be refreshed when we come up and take and eat of his body and drink of his blood. We are refreshed and re-energized, renewed once again. That's his promise. That's your act of obedience. The coming with faith. And trusting in him that he's got you and he'll never let you go. And on that day that he calls you when he is done and you have fulfilled what he has created you to be and calls you home, you will be with him in peace forever.
in the name of Jesus. Amen. At this time, our hymn of the day is Of the Father's Love, Begotten on page 42. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and a life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Merciful and gracious Father, we thank you for the readings that were provided for us today. In Exodus, we heard God give Moses the law to consecrate every firstborn male the first offspring from every womb, and then hearing Moses pass the law on to the people. Father, we thank you for providing your son as the firstborn male, Jesus, from Mary's womb, and through him freeing us from bondage to sin, death, and the devil. Then the gospel lesson revealed to us Mary and Joseph bringing Jesus to be consecrated in fulfillment of the law. Thank you for the examples of Simeon, a devout and righteous man, and the widow Anna, a prophetess, who stayed in the temple day and night, worshiping, fasting, and praying. In recognizing Jesus, they reveal so much about him that we read about. They were both waiting for you to come and save your people, and you did not disappoint them. Oh Lord, help us to wait with such faith, worship you, trust in your word, and wait on tiptoes of expectancy for Jesus coming again for us, knowing that we will not be ashamed or disappointed because you always fulfill your word. Lord, in your mercy, Mighty Lord, 
We pray for leaders of the church throughout the world that they may boldly lead the church in caring for those most vulnerable among us, the poor, the not yet born, the orphaned, the sick, and the elderly. Lord, in your mercy, for pastors, teachers, church workers, and for all the people that together our lives may sing to the world the new song of redemption and hope through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. For the leaders of the nations and for all our elected leaders, that they may never cause lamentation and weeping by their decisions and actions, but constantly work for peace, justice, and protection of the vulnerable. Lord, in your mercy. For all who serve in our armed forces, whether far or near, for our enemies and for all victims of violence, war, and genocide, that all who have experienced weeping and lamentation may find hope in redemption that Christ was born to bring. Lord, in your mercy. For those who are sick, hospitalized or suffering, especially those named now, either out loud or in the silence of our heart. May these trust in you as their helper, the upholder of their lives and their healer. Lord, in your mercy. For all who travel, that they may arrive safely at their destinations. Lord, in your mercy. For this holy assembly, that in the midst of our struggles and joy, we may remember and care for those whose lives have been marked by weeping and mourning. Lord, in your mercy. In remembrance of all those who have died, that by the mercy and redemption that is ours in Christ, we may join them in singing a new song around the throne of God into all eternity. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayers, O God, and give ear to the prayers of our mouth. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God maker of all things, 
Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the wonder and mystery of the word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And we know that after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and that we drink of this cup, that we proclaim, you proclaim Christ's death his resurrection, and his triumphant, glorious coming again. Please pray with me the perfect prayer that our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
this meal at the altar is for all who are clothed in Christ. And I got to tell you, you never look better. You are clothed in him. So come. The table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you up.
now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is O Holy Night, and it's in our bulletin on page 5. Thank you.